if we all were the same person doing the same thing, the world would be a very, very friggin' boring place. Rue, start the show! I'm Beatrice, your badass branding strategy girl, and welcome to the Art of Branding Badassery Podcast. Rue expects your best branding game. You don't want to miss out on 95% of your audience, do you? Get ready to unleash your linguistic wizardry as today we're here with another badass guest to talk about how she's locked into her creative superpower to build memorable brand voices through messaging and how you can too. She's the queen of words, the maestro of messaging and the ghostwriter extraordinaire for busy businesswomen and LinkedIn personal branding. Please welcome the girl that can walk while taking video, the one and only Naida Allen. Thank you so much for joining. Aw, thanks Beatrice. It's an absolute honor to be here. I mean, I love the badassery and it's uh, being part of the tribe is very fun. And the, the walking while videoing like that, that's just the ultimate skills there. I, I can just, I mean, I have a stand and I'm just like, if I start moving around, I get all confused and it's hard. It's hard. So you got skills there. Oh, you know what it is? I feel like sometimes you just have to go all in because sometimes I find if I pre-plan too much, it just never goes how I want it to. The vision is never on par with if I was like pre-planning a script. So sometimes I think if I have a thought in my head, I would rather just like quickly grab it now, record it, and then you can just edit it later. So if you have any fluff you can cut that out but I find if I spend too much time on like making every single word matter it just feels too forced so it's hard to find a balance but also the walk and talk was something that I've been doing for like a year and a half so it's just it's made its way back into my life I paused Instagram and now we're back on <laughs> my god you've mastered it anyhow girl you've visited over 16 countries you must have some incredible stories to tell. How has your travel experience influenced your approach to messaging and branding? That's a really good question. So I think traveling was definitely something that had unlocked a lot of creativity for me, but also it was interesting because the more people you met and the more people you kind of had to introduce yourself to, um, the more it unlocked things about yourself that you didn't really know. So like in terms of like personality, um, how they would describe you or like, you know, your voice. And I think something that I've managed to curate is having a strong voice online that is the same offline. Like I try and be that buzzword authentic, which I feel helps my case because I do write how I speak most of the time. Um, maybe sometimes I'll turn up the dial of sassiness 2% in my post but ultimately like I'm a very what you see is what you get kind of person so traveling was definitely a way for me to tap into that energy and find out who I am a bit more I guess that sounds really like woo woo but equally it is one of those things that I feel everyone has to do if they want to learn more about themselves and just be more in tune with what they are not who they want people to see them as do you know what I mean hell yeah I mean that's it's such a big area of you know self-discovery by putting yourself in awkward situations where you know you do need to get more of that self-discovery and pull that out right 
yeah exactly and like traveling was amazing like I do have a lot of stories from that and we just don't have enough time to cover all of them <laughs> but um I do think one of the most exciting points was going to Bali and climbing Mount Batur for the sunrise trek that was phenomenal and I wow. think it's one of those it's so surreal like I think about it as like how the hell did I wake up at 2 a.m to get to this mountain for three and just hike up a mountain in pitch black I didn't even have proper hiking shoes I was just with this guy who just knew like the ground so well he could probably do it blindfolded and I was just there in like these flimsy trainers and like my gym shark leggings like trying to crawl up and I would consider myself like a fairly fit person but at 3 30 a.m no caffeine no food in my body I can confidently say I looked like I was dying but <laughs> it's okay because I actually made it to the top and I rewarded myself with a coffee at the top of the mountain saw the sunrise phenomenal there were monkeys there as well I wasn't expecting that that was quite rogue I wasn't expecting to see some monkeys just like running around the mountain tops I didn't think that they would reside there turns out that's their natural habitat nearly attacked me but it's fine I live <laughs> those are some massive skills there and speaking of uh, experiences that you've had how did you go from ruling stage school competitions as the best actress to conquering the realm of brand messaging. Are there any secret acting techniques that have helped you craft your compelling content? That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> that's really, that's a good link. I would say anyone who enjoys acting, language, drama, will then understand the key core skill of empathy and how that relates into writing, um, relating to your reader like putting yourself in their shoes brand messaging like because for example you need to be you need to understand what your target audience is feeling and thinking and their pain points and their solutions mm. it can't be selfish so I feel like yeah going from stage school and competing in competitions and then performing on stage like it was a really wild time, but it also just you channel confidence. And then it also it helps you come out of your internal self because you can't be Beatrice on stage. You are another person. So kind of like it sounds like a little bit strange, I guess, when you put it into terms where it's like you are someone else. But you do forget who you are for those like 60 to 90 minutes beyond because there isn't room for that person. So you really do embody um yeah, another being, I guess. And it sounds really strange when you put it out that way, but it also teaches you confidence, communication. You learn so much more about language, um, mm -hmm. subtlety. and But I think body language is key in that, as well as like, you know, the tone, the voice, etc. So this is one of those things that you miss out, I feel sometimes with content or like writing, like you, you, there's this whole layer of um, human communication that you then have to fill in with strong branding and strong words yeah i mean that must be one of your superpowers behind the your ability to ghostwrite as well you know to capture other people's voices as well as you do and you do do it really damn well oh thank you it is it is fun <laughs> so you've been in the content and messaging world for quite some time now 
why do you feel that it's important to nail just that right voice and tone in whatever you're putting out or whatever your clients are putting out? I think it's the foundation to any good content. You have to have strong tone and voice because a reader should see that piece of content or your audience should read that piece of content and know it's directly from you. Like down to the language that you're using, the words that you're using, the swear words, if you do use them to the emojis, you know, like they have to all be consistent. I can't, like for example, your branding is so strong, badassery, right? Everyone knows it's a, this is Beatrice talking. And it's the same for me. It's like, they know this is Naida talking, but I shouldn't be able to copy paste your post onto my name, even though we talk about similar things, because it wouldn't sound like me. Like, cause for example, I have a different accent. I have probably different slang that I use. Like I don't go around saying badass, but if I did, it would have to be something that I do say. So it's, yeah, I think it's integral to one, how you talk, but then also the secondary is, are your audience going to relate? Like, are they going to sit mm. there and are the words that you're using actually interact, like engaging them? Is that interacting? Do they feel like they can vibe with that content? So there really is this two-pronged element of tone and voice. Is that one, does it sound like you? Is it true to you? And then two, is that actually attracting your target audience? I mean, what do you think? Is that something that you also have to communicate with your clients or like brands? Yeah, definitely. That's, that is one of the biggest areas to cover because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's like, Hey, I, I want to sound cool. I want to sound like you. And I'm like, you need to sound like yeah. you because there's only one of you yeah. out there. You just need to draw out that voice, mm. that certain genesequa that makes you, you, that, that makes you that memorable, mm. That makes everyone, you know, who is, say, an influencer, for example, <laughs> on LinkedIn or elsewhere, yeah. as memorable as yeah, they are. Exactly, exactly. And I think you keep you touched on that memorable, unique. It shouldn't be something that you can replicate. It shouldn't be something that you can go to ChatGPT and say, write me a content piece on tone and messaging, because you're still going to have to tweak that. And I think although those tools have a place in making your life easier and maybe like helping you plan content ultimately you are still going to have to have that human touch that is true to like your authentic self and I think it, it comes back down to like you know record yourself record how you're speaking include those ums and ahs like if you want to say literally say it I think there's a lot of rules now where it's like oh cut out the fluff and it's and you know don't include words that are irrelevant and you're thinking well it's kind of how I speak uh, it, like if I bullet, if I added any more full stops to this sentence, I would look like a bitch because <laughs> I'm already sassy. Like I don't need any more. Like if I took out all of the like jokes and the brackets and, you know, the emojis, it would just look way too direct yeah. for who I am as a person. Like I speak in waffle and tangents, but I always add some syrup. So... <laughs> and that's what makes it you, you. That's That's the difference out there. And I'm sure you know, the doing video as well. Mm. It's, it's helped you with, you know, what you just mentioned, right? Getting that, that voice out there, really understanding how you mm -hmm. speak. Would you 
suggest people do the same sort of thing. So get themselves on video or record themselves, I don't know, in front of a mirror if they don't want to be on video. Yeah, 100%. Like, it sounds like it's going to be difficult, but I do believe, honestly, that when you are staring at a blank piece of paper or just a Word document and you are really struggling to find the words, it's so much easier to, like, have a conversation with someone and then record that. Like, I think after our first call, we walked away like, oh, my God, I've got so many content ideas just from this because you're engaging and that you're not just in your head. But then also, you know, record I have a whatsapp chat with myself I, you know you just make a group kick yourself out and then it's this chat where you can enter all of your thoughts and ideas and I will record a voice note and that's a post and I've done that in a minute less so I have my post to then share and then you can like add it make it a bit more like formatted and add some style whatever but you have the content idea so I definitely recommend if you don't want to record f- with your face because that's going to distract you which I can completely understand then just voice note it and then you take that distraction away so it's focused but I do recommend that and then yeah just like have a chat with someone call them you know just jump on a networking call have something that you're going to have in common so that you have a good topic talking points um so and that will also just help you find out how you're how you frame things and how you would word things and also then you don't do that silly thing of going oh I want to say good but apparently I can't say good so I'll I'll do synonym for good and then you come out with a really rogue option for syn- for good that just doesn't have like any relation <laughs> to the messaging so just yeah little things like that will help you stay on track you, know, you don't have to sound fancy or corporate like just be yourself because that's all people really care about yeah <laughs> Heck yeah, that is amazing. I love that. And as a ghostwriter, you have the knack, as we discussed, for capturing the essence and voice of your clients. Mm-hmm. How how do you ensure that their brand messaging stands out amidst the noise of whatever platform it is and captures the attention of their target audience? So we do a deep dive on my first initial calls and through onboarding have a very in-depth questionnaire where it's down to like what is your mission statement like who is your idol target audience like give me as much detail I don't need like are my target audience is women okay what what kind of women like women in the UK or women all over the world like what age are they like what's their demographic like are they, what's their like class if that's something that affects your branding because you could be more premium you know because that will affect then your messaging are they gen z because for example like all the gen z's love a bit mm. of yas queen or like you know they go yes girl like you can't go around saying that to someone who is in their 60s really because they're not going to vibe with that language so you have to so yeah we have a very in-depth questionnaire on that and then also I really do grill into like what words are off limits like what wouldn't you say if you greet someone would you typically start with hi hey hello because uh, again that shows me like how formal informal you want to be but then also it's like how do you engage with your community like what are the words that they're using what do you want to mirror because mirroring is really important if you want to be relatable it's a sales tactic it's a copywriting tactic it's marketing it's how you trust it's how you build integrity with your audience and all of that relates to 
how you then position yourself as a brand and messaging and then how you stay consistent. So you then have this strategy of these are the words you're using. This is how you're formatting it. These are the emojis you're using. This is how you're speaking to people. And that's your strategy. And then it's all, it all kind of like connects like a puzzle. But without that, if you come to me and you say, I don't really know who my audience is. I'm like, Ooh, like, well, that's part one. (laughs) If you don't know who you're talking to, you're going to struggle. Man, Rue would be so on board with that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, let's get him in. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's in the background. She's like, you know, just making sure, you know, everyone's following the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exactly. rules. Ready to pull out the baseball yeah, bat. <laughs> like hit it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is one question you would ask people that are struggling with nailing their own brand voice and their tone and why yeah that's a really good question um I think it relates to that last point like who are you writing to and what's in it for them so very two-pronged this helps you establish again the language the language you use the words you're going to use so if you want to be more friendly if you want to be more like corporate or like formal if you want to if you actually are going to include emojis, how you're going to structure that. Um, it's going to help how you communicate, what you want to say, how you say it, the overall messaging, what key action they should take. There's always an element of so what in your content. So this relates to like what's in it for them. So that person should be reading it like, so what? Why does this help me? Why do I need to pause two minutes out of my day and read or watch this piece of content? Um they're thinking what's in it for me. So if in your hook, you haven't established that from the get-go, that's not gonna help you stand out because there are so many posts. There are like, what? Over 200 million accounts on LinkedIn, for example. How you then position yourself is gonna be integral into who you're writing to, what's in it for them. So your hook needs to really be, this is the problem, this is, this is the solution. And that needs to be the first 10 words of your content. And if that isn't resolved, people are going to skip. They're going to be, I'm not interested. Um, so that relates yeah. to, you know, create selfless content, not selfish content. Like you can post things that might be more personal and vulnerable, but there has to be like a message in it for that other person. Like what should this inspire someone else to take action from your personal experience? Or is it just a praise me post, which, you know, they can go so far and they can be helpful and people generally, if you have a really strong love and community, they are going to support that. But overall needs to be this. How about you tell me something about you now? Because people like to talk about themselves more than they want to listen to people. Um, so I think that's, yeah, doing your research into how your target audience talks and interacts, the rest will then follow. Yeah. Bring that yeah. value. That's, that's amazing. I love that. So I do ask one question to everyone that comes on board here. And the question is, what's the biggest societal norm that you want to push back on and teach others about? So many things. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> um, I want to ask you as well. So are you going to give yours example after? or i 
I will, I, there's a bit of, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to fit it in afterwards. <laughs> we'll do it, we'll do it. Okay, so I feel like there's a misconception that women in business or entrepreneurs can't be sensitive or emotional and I couldn't disagree more. I feel like having sensitivity helps you be more empathetic it helps you establish boundaries it helps you understand how other people feel in a given moment so that you can understand like for example feedback um sometimes you might feel a bit emotional towards it and it might make you feel uncomfortable but you know how to compartmentalize that and also empathy Mm -hmm. is the superpower it's integral for establishing client relationships to writing content to sales and beyond um again how you compartmentalize how you deal with your stress what triggers you and then you know an entrepreneur comes with this stereotype that you need to be business class suited booted heels working 24 7 but anyone can be an entrepreneur if they want to be if you have drive and you have a passion and you have a project that you know a community is going to care about you have a business if you have a product that you know is going to sell you've got business and then it's you know how you then make that different what's your unique selling point then you take action from that like honestly I do my best work after 6 p.m in my pajamas (laughs) like I don't need to be like suited and booted but equally I understand how like image helps with your confidence yeah. So I think that's like, yeah, the number one like societal norm that I want to just what's squash, it's, squash, yeah. because it's just you, yeah, I you can be it. you can be an entrepreneur and make six figures in your slippers. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's the thing. And that is also the reason why I do use that as my one question, because I want to part of my why is to push back against those expectations the things that we should Mm -hmm. be doing not what we want to be doing Mm -hmm. be it like you know taking that that nine-to-five job because we should because it's the right thing bracket Mm -hmm. unbracket or quote unquote the right thing that we should be Mm -hmm. doing no we should be doing the right thing that's right for us and that comes out so much in branding because we're so used to looking at everyone else around Mm. us in that industry whatever industry it might be and be like oh how are they Mm. doing it Mm. let me try to do it like that because that's what's already accepted by people and that's what I'm fighting against. And that is why I ask everybody this yeah, question. <laughs> I think that's absolutely spot on. Like I'm clicking, I'm doing Z formation right now. Like, yes, <laughs> I think that is so important because it's true. That whole narrative of should doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I mean, if we all were the same person doing the same thing, the world would be a very, very friggin' boring place. So you are allowed to go a different way, go against the grain, be the black sheep, whatever it is that the term is, and thrive in that setting. And when you allow yourself to show up as who you want to be and how you want to come across, 
it's going to be so much more in line with your values and you're going to have a happier time not only in how you live your life but in your work in your relationships whether they're professional or romantic or platonic like it's all really important about how you then show up and gosh I feel like this is a therapy session for for some people (laughs) (laughs) well thank you this has been freaking amazing I love it even the therapy session part of it (laughs) thank you so much for joining and how can people reach you amazing so I'm on LinkedIn Naida Allen and if you want to follow me on Instagram then follow the right way w-r-i-t-e way dot uk thanks yeah thank you So those details will also be in the episode description and drop any questions you'd like answered about the show in the comments, be it here or wherever. And of course, in the meantime, stay badass.